Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk. I'm your host, Jake Wright, and on today's episode, we'll take a look at how the coronavirus pandemic has impacted NGL markets. Our guest today is Andrew Reed, who is ESAI Energy's global NGL analyst. Andrew, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. So before we discuss the crisis impact on the market, how does supply and demand interact in the LPG market? Uh, sure, it's a pretty complicated uh, and unique market, but uh, really it's a supply-driven market. And you know, in a typical year, you get uh, stable refinery supply, uh, maybe a little bit of growth, and especially in the last decade, you get lots of growth out of LPG from fractionation. And of course, that's due to shale oil and gas production. And so that's given us a really rapidly expanding market. And uh, the reason I say supply-driven is because supply is really unresponsive to changes in demand. It really, in this market, it's left up to demand to adjust to supply. And since there are so many sectors where you get LPG use, that's a little bit of a complicated process. But basically, through uh, cheap LPG on naphtha pricing, you get pet chem investment that leads to more LPG use in that sector. And then through uh, low prices and availability, you also get increased distribution of uh, LPG as a cooking fuel, for example, in developing countries. So those are maybe the two main sources of growth. Now, uh, it takes time for demand to adjust to supply. And so this is a market that is almost always in imbalance. And it can suddenly uh, and unexpectedly swing from being short to long and vice versa. How big exactly is the market? Well, uh, until recently, at least, it was about a 10 million barrel a day market. But, you know, uh, a decade ago, it was closer to maybe an 8 million barrel a day market. Uh, most of the last decade, we've been getting, you know, frequently maybe 300,000 barrels a day of growth. So this is a really big growth market. And also it's a big market for seaborne trade because you have such regional imbalances between uh, your surplus regions like North America and your big importing regions like Asia and others. So it's a much bigger market that when you look at the amount of product moving on the water. And how does the crisis affect what until now has been a big growth market? Well, it's really complex. Uh, as I said a moment ago, it's, it's usually a supply-driven market with demand adjusting to supply. And on the supply side, you have two big shocks. First of all, you have a a sharp decrease in refinery supply. We'll probably lose 300,000 barrels a day of LPG from refineries in 2020, and that's on an annual basis. And meanwhile, your traditional growth source, fractionation, is going to actually probably contract a little bit this year. So that's a pretty big reversal for a market that's been growing 300,000 barrels a day to actually lose more than that uh, amount of supply in 2020. But uh, you also have some big shocks on the demand side of the market. And that's in a few different sectors. Uh, first, in your pet camps uh, with low oil prices, LPG has suddenly become a very uncompetitive feedstock because of the competitive pricing of naphtha. Plus, you know, high-value chemicals demand has also suffered from the uh, economic disruptions. So you'll certainly get a contraction of pet chem demand. And then meanwhile, you have disruptions in the transport sector. So uh, auto gas is widely used in some markets as a transport fuel. So you have a big shock to demand for that purpose. And you also get quite a bit of uh, butane used in gasoline production. So that's another way in which the disruptions to demand for transport fuels have negatively affected demand. So you really have big negative shocks on 
both sides of the ledger, supply and demand. So it's not necessarily steering the market toward the sort of huge imbalances that we're seeing in some markets take uh, the crude and refined products like uh, jet fuel and gasoline. So it's really fascinating to watch these moving parts play out in the market. Thanks, Andrew. And do we know if the market will be long or short? Uh, well, it's a close call in our uh, estimates, which of course are very fluid in the current situation. They're roughly offsetting, uh, but one way to get a, a good real-time indicator of where the market is headed is propane stocks in North America. And there's kind of mixed signals there. On the one hand, uh, before this crisis, the market was well supplied and you had very high inventories. And if we go to the end of April and look at propane stocks in the U.S. and Canada, we're at about 63 million barrels, which is high for this time of year. But what's really unusual about uh, the stocks is the trend. In a typical year, stocks bottom out maybe in February, and then they start rebuilding maybe in March. But this year, stocks bottomed out later than usual in March, and there was no change from the end of March to the end of April. So we failed to enter that rebuilding season. So on the one hand, we still have a pretty good cushion of inventories in absolute terms, but the trend is certainly uh, looking like a market that's shifting from long to short. So how have LPG fundamentals and low oil prices affected the way propane is priced at Mont Bellevue and overseas markets like Asia? Uh, well, it's been very interesting to watch, and I'd say we're moving into new territory with regard to price. Typically for price formation, we look to the big pet chem markets like North Asia and to a lesser extent Europe. That's really the marginal market for propane and butane. And in those markets, propane and butane compete with naphtha in the feed slate. And so you get uh, propane prices set as a discount to naphtha. And then in your export markets, you tend to have pricing uh, influenced by the export netbacks. But uh, in the current market, we're really in new territory. What's happened in the pet chem markets, or at least the naphtha crackers, is that uh, naphtha is priced so low that propane and butane cannot price competitively. So that pricing mechanism has really broken down. Uh, the one market where we do see propane competing with other feedstocks in the pet chem feed slate is uh, the Gulf Coast, where you see some interaction between propane and ethane to remain competitive pet chem feedstocks in that market. Right now, what you see is a, a strong relationship between propane and ethane. And, uh, for example, in recent days, we even see as ethane prices rose, propane prices responded by rising as well. So that's where we're getting some price formation in the pet chem space. And what's interesting about that is, of course, ethane is a gas-linked feedstock, whereas LPG traditionally is an oil-linked feedstock. So what's new territory for us is that we're seeing LPG priced more like a gas-linked NGL. So how is that different from past periods of low oil prices? Well, if we look back to, say, 2016, when oil prices collapsed, what happened was you still had an oversupplied uh, LPG market, and consequently, LPG prices continued to fall alongside oil, and you had uh, such things as negative propane pricing in Western Canada. I think because the market is either balanced or short now, uh, we, we see a bit of a price floor 
under LPG. So this is a market that really keeps you on your toes and is always going to throw something new at you. Well, luckily, we have you here to help explain things when it does. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.